Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Today is Monday, January 3rd, 2022. Starting a brand new year. Pretty exciting, isn't it? I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm uh, trying some different things. I uh, actually did some words before I did the podcast this morning. I'm going to try to reverse a little bit. Um, <laughs> there are bunnies out front, you guys. Bunnies in the snow. Buns. I love that XKCD uh, loves buns. Um, so I put out bird seed over the weekend because we had big snow. Um, you might, if you're on video, you might be able to tell that the light coming through the window is very white. It's because we're really snow covered. It's very beautiful. Um, it was, it was a good weekend that way. Nice. And, um, I don't know, good cozy weekend. So I put out bird seed for the birdies and, uh, turns out for the bunnies too. The bunnies are coming in under the bird feeder. There's a big old flicker on the bird feeder right now. Um, but you know, all are welcome. So anyway, I got distracted by the bunnies, but they're cute. There's like three of them out there and they're adorable. <laughs> and that flicker is throwing bird seed all over. Very pretty bird. Anyway, so yeah, um, I decided that, although I did on Friday get my 3000 words and I didn't think I was going to, I didn't think I felt like it. Um, but I did eke it out. So I think I am getting back in the mode. Uh, but I decided, well, one thing I could probably do, um, that's different, you know, was once I started doing the podcast, I used to be really good about doing the podcast and not getting on social media to upload it until later. And then I kind of changed that up also because my mother was nagging me to get it posted. So, um, writing has to come first. So I decided, well, if I do some words first and then upload, at least I will have gotten that part of my brain going. So, I mean, it wasn't spectacular this morning. I, I didn't wake up till six. Um, so if I wake up earlier, that will help, but I got almost 500 words so far this morning. Um, writing from 7.51 to 8.30. So I think that's a good start to the day. Excuse me. So, so yeah, I'm trying that. I did see some people um, talking about like New Year's resolutions and, you know, trying to do better and that sort of thing and saying that, you know, like I saw... I don't know, a meme about it. Someone posting a thing saying that they decided that saying that they were just as good, just fine the way they are and doing their damn best was good enough. And, you know, that they didn't need to be shamed into trying to do better than that. And, and it struck me because, you know, I talked about this some last week, you know, with tweaking the variables you know, it's, it's not a matter of not being good enough as you are, um, and 
doing your damn best is wonderful. And I would hate for anybody to feel like that they are shamed into doing things differently than they are, or that they are not, um, not doing that already. But for me, I mean, at least the way I see life is that it's a process of, of constant improvement of, of trying to do better. Um, you know, maybe that's doing your damn best. Um, but you know, hopefully doing your damn best gets better over time. And that's, to me, that's just why we're here. Um, I, I think that's, you know, that sort of gets into some of my own beliefs, but I think that's why we're, um, corporeal, why we have bodies and why we go through lives is to, to learn and grow and improve. Uh, but I don't think it should be to anyone else's standard. I think it should be according to what you want to do. Um, so I hope that by talking about this, I didn't, uh, send anyone into a shame spiral. Uh, Dorinda mentioned to me last week that she listened to the podcast where I talked about, um, you know, tweaking the variables and experimenting. And she said that she really resonated with the idea that if you don't meet a goal, it's not a personal failure. You know, it's not like you failed and now you are a terrible person. It's just a metric. It means, okay, this goal didn't work for you or this method of reaching the goal didn't work for you. So now you try something else. I think that it's just, you know, this idea of shame, um, that we just load so much into it that doesn't need to be there. So, um, you know, everybody's doing, doing their damn best. Right. And that's, that's what matters. It really is. So one thing I wanted to continue from Friday's podcast, I realized that I never finished my thought on when I'd said that I thought that there were a couple of reasons that people are much more likely to track sales than to track their own process. And I think that's because there is this overwhelmingly loud portion of the community who focuses on sales and marketing and teaching uh, how to do ads and how to sell your books. Um, you know, and the thing is, is the people who are driving that, the impetus behind that whole thing is these are the people who are marketers and who are looking for widgets to sell. Um, they are big into internet marketing. They're big into the success thing. They're, um, you know, huge into like using Facebook or Amazon to leverage yourself into a fortune. Uh, I think you guys know who these people are. I mean, my own husband has, you know, like gotten into that, you know, like he was selling stuff for Amazon books and toys for Amazon for a while. And he was following some of these success people and, you know, it was all about, you know, how you could get rich selling stuff through Amazon. Um, Bezos did it. Uh, therefore, so can you. And so have all these other people. And there are people in the book writing and publishing community who are really into this, you know, like, you know, write so many books and you can make this much money and you can become rich. And 
the interesting thing about a lot of those people is that they put picked books as a thing that you could do, but they're coming at it from what can I, what is the product that I can use in order to make my fortune? And I know that there are people who come at it from this way because I've heard them talk about it. I, I heard a, a gal give a workshop at an RWA conference, Lothies, many years ago, where she said that she decided that because romance sells well, that that's what she would do was sell romance books. And so she <laughs> learned how to write romance books and she had this whole um, angle on it. And there are a lot of people doing that. Um, a lot of them are not actually writing the books, right? We all know this. They are hiring ghostwriters to cobble together certain books that they think will sell well, and they throw them into Kindle Unlimited as rapidly as possible, where we all know that the standard is lower. And I do not mean that all of you who are writing for Kindle Unlimited are not writing good books, because many of you are writing wonderful books. But we do know because we hear readers saying it, that they will read books on Kindle Unlimited for the hell of it. They'll read it for the rubbernecking. Um, someone sent me this book the other day. I don't even remember what it was now, but it was such a bizarre rubbernecky kind of thing. And it was like, it was total what the fuckery. And it's like, the person who sent it to me is like, why? Why, why would someone write or read this book? And it's like they're going for that segment of the Kindle Unlimited audience who will read it because it is an example of full what the fuck. And they're not going to, they wouldn't buy it. They wouldn't go out and shell out three or four or five or $10 to read this book, but it's free. It's part of their subscription and therefore why the hell not? And then they can talk about it with their friends and make funny videos about it. And, and that's fine. You know, it's, it's nice to have good content to make funny TikTok videos about, but it's a different standard. It's a different reason for reading. Um, and so there's a lot of this kind of idea of let me create a widget that I can put on Kindle Unlimited to generate page reads and therefore uh, make a bunch of money, but they're not necessarily about the storytelling. So, and a lot of them are forever trying to manipulate Amazon. And so it's worth keeping in mind that even people who seem to be um, very nice and helpful and very successful, uh, if they are doing things like using the same formula over and over uh blatantly cashing in on a trend. It doesn't mean that they're not good writers or that they don't love storytelling, but they're approaching it from a different perspective. And so they are going to very much focus on tracking your ads, tracking your sales. And that's something that they can advise. It's where their priority is. And there aren't going to be that many people who encourage you to investigate your own creative process and which is what I'm asking you to do. And I'm clearly not going to make millions of dollars doing that because nobody wants to hear that. Um, but 
I have a couple of notes written here. I've been thinking about this, that there are a couple of approaches to, and I'm, I'm not one of those, you know, binary people where there are two kinds of people, people who put pull into two groups and those who don't. Um, but I do think that there are a couple of approaches to a writing career. Um, and in biology and population dynamics, you learn about the N factor, the big N versus the little N. Um, that there are ways of ensuring propagation of the species. And one end of the spectrum, that way we avoid the binary, one end of the spectrum is to have lots and lots and lots of babies with very little parental investment. So um, insects, reptiles, fish lay lots and lots and lots of eggs, thousands of eggs, some of them. And you hope that a certain percentage or you count on a certain percentage uh, surviving simply through sheer numbers. And, and we see some of this, you know, like it's very upsetting with like the sea turtle babies, you know, that the, the eggs hatch and all the little baby sea turtles run for the water and the seagulls come in, you know, all the predators come down for the feast and you get like maybe a couple of them making the water. And it's a problem because they're an endangered species. But let's say it, it, this was um, our world was not teetering on the edge of uh, environmental catastrophe. This is how it's supposed to work. That, you know, you lay 100 eggs, 10 babies make it to the water. Um, that's, that's a good number. That's, you're playing the odds. Uh, the other end of the spectrum is to have high, high parental investment and few babies. So humans fall in at that far end of the spectrum, right? Um, humans have usually one baby at a time, maybe two, maybe a few more, but then it's that's really getting down into the very low percentages, right? So let's say humans typically have one baby and they give intense, intense parental care to that infant. Um, the infant is not able to uh, move on its own or feed itself. It's not going to be running down the beach for the water uh, for quite a long time, right? Months and months uh, at best. And even then you need years of intense care. Um, so if you think about it, I, I, I was thinking about it, that I have um, friends who write um like short novels, short novellas, short stories, and they spend months and months and months making that story the very best that they can be, that it can be. Um, they really go for what are they contributing to the genre. Uh, and sometimes it pays off. Like I have one friend who um, was asked to speak to an insurance company about near future and the future of health insurance um, in a world teetering on the brink of economic and environmental catastrophe. And, and they paid her $10,000 to do it because insurance companies have that kind of money, but also because she has a perceived expertise. Um, and that is partly, that is something that she has honed through very, very careful work on books that, do a very particular thing. Uh, on the other end are people who are more like me who write 
a lot of books and hope that a few of them make it to the water. And I don't know that we necessarily choose these things. Um, I've had good success with my books, but none of them have been a phenomenal success. I wouldn't say my friends' books have been a phenomenal success either, but they've done very well and they have won awards. And so that positions her in a certain niche. So the thing is, is that no matter what you do, you are kind of playing the odds, right? Like the human end of the spectrum with your baby, you know, you can invest 18 years of your life, 20 years of your life in raising this child to carry on your gene pool and they can get drunk and get killed in a car accident and you've lost all those years of investment. Um, You could lose all of your sea turtle babies before they ever make it to the ocean. It's a gamble either way, right? So it sort of depends on how you want to play the odds. But I do have a friend who spent, a different friend, who spent a lot of, lot of years trying to write the amazing book that would be sold to an agent and, you know, do incredibly well, you know, be sold to tour or whatever and win all the awards and all this kind of thing. And she said that she, you know, it was kind of the group that she was in with that that's what they were all trying to do. And she said she realized that she was really playing the lottery for high stakes, that she was investing years and years and years of her life into writing this one book that would sell incredibly well. And she was looking at doing my model of trying to write more books faster and see what hits. Um, You know, I don't think I chose to do it this way. It's because I tend to write fast and, um, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's other aspects there where I used to spend a lot, a lot of time on writing something that was going to be perfectly elegant. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I don't think my voice is for that or my perspective. Um, maybe I'm unwilling to do certain things. Maybe I'm unwilling to invest 18 years of my life in my book, baby. I think we all make this choice anyway. Uh, And I don't feel like I write that many books that, you know, I'm not doing a book a month or a couple books a month. I'm not paying ghostwriters to write my books so that I can hit the algorithm. Um, But I am coming from the perspective of that I'm writing books because I love to write books and I love the story. And so I'll wind up with um, something that happened to a friend of mine. She got a, uh, a one-star review that called her out in particular. And I sure am hearing a lot of this kind of thing with um, <laughs> reviewers. You know, if you want to write a negative review, totally you're right. Don't tag the author. Don't call out the author. This review called her out and told her to stay in her lane that she should not try to branch out and write a different genre than what the reader loved. And, you know, yeah, if you were manufacturing widgets, then that would be a fair criticism. It would be like, well, you know, I really love Diet Coke and I want to drink Diet Coke and I want it to taste exactly like Diet Coke every time. And that's great. And it's like, how dare you experiment with lemon soda? 
the thing is, is if you're a writer, sometimes you want to experiment with lemon soda and you do not owe it to your readers to manufacture Diet Coke. Uh, go to other writers for that, I guess the ones who are manufacturing widgets, but I thought that that was really a remarkable thing. Stay in your lane. Uh, how about no? <laughs> how about, I mean, she told me that and she was upset and I said, well, fuck her. Fuck anyone who tells you to stay in your lane. Uh, yeah, that's just, I think that that goes for all of life, right? Um, anytime someone tells you to stay in your lane, they're not thinking about you. They're trying to control you and, uh, fuck them all. On that note, I'll remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network. And you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.